And we're back with another episode of Conversations and Connections. We're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency, and we're taking the show on the road today. We are here at uh, ADAC's office um, here in Lufkin, or one of their offices here in Lufkin. Uh, we're going to be talking about their youth recovery communities, the YRC program. And uh, with me is Sean Stewart. He is the youth recovery coach. Sean, thanks for uh, agreeing. I think I probably took you by surprise when I asked you if you wanted to do this, uh, but I appreciate you taking some time out uh, this morning to come out here and uh, and do this for us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So um, I guess, first of all, you know, a lot of people think about ADAC. I don't know if, if people really realize all the different programs that ADAC does you know they think of you know well you know people go there when they're uh in recovery uh you know or they may be required to go for for certain reasons or whatever but there's so many things that adac does and so i kind of wanted to hone in on uh on the yrc program can you i guess first of all just kind of i guess kind of give us an overview about what is the yrc so the yrc is a it's a It's a place where kids that are either on probation or struggling with substance abuse can come and learn to have a life free of all that. And so our ages are from 13 to 21. We help youth that are on substance abuse or at risk of substance abuse, and we help them create a life free of drugs. Okay. All right. Um, And I guess, uh, how is that done? You know, I know... um, the building that we're in, it's not in the main ADAC building that people may be familiar with. We're over here on uh, on Chestnut here in, in Lufkin. Uh, big room over there, I guess, where you meet. There's some games and things like that. Um, what typically goes on when, uh, when y'all meet with the youth here? So when we meet with them here, we like to have some kind of, you know, recovery activity where we kind of teach them to deal with triggers or coping skills or honestly just like hope for the future. Uh-huh. Um, but we also have individual sessions with them and we work with them one-on-one as much as needed. Um, but while we're here, we have tons of fun. Yeah. And we also teach like life skills such as like uh, how to change oil, how to change a tire, how to garden. We just created a garden here in the back. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, and so we also go to like events. We go to the park, play basketball, do all kinds of fun stuff, arts. Okay. So it's more of just a place for the kids who are in this situation to have a good time with other youth and you're there to kind of mentor them, I guess, right. and just kind of learn, like you said, some life skills and, and, you know, there is uh, a way to have fun in life without the involvement of, uh, of drugs or alcohol, right? Yeah, and I think a big part of it is um, these kids are so young that I don't really think that they're really led on to full-on addictions. But if we could okay, that's give, them, give them a, uh, a new community, a healthy community, mm-hmm. that I think that, you know, it could kind of sure. divert them from okay. going down a farther path. Right. All right. So what are the qualifications for a young person to become a part of the program? Um, how do they get here? So qualifications are um, any type of history of substance abuse or at risk, like uh, home life situations where substances are being used at the home okay, or just anything that puts them at risk. Um, a lot of times we get referred from our, uh, our uh, clinical department 
the kids that are on probation, they get referred over here to us. And so uh, we have a lot of kids who are on probation, but we also have kids who just have bad home lives and yeah. you know, stuff like that. So. Okay. All right. So I guess we kind of talked about this. You know, I was going to ask you about uh, what we kind of went over what the program consists of. But um, a certain amount of sessions, I guess, uh, when the kids enter the program, are they required to complete uh, X amount of sessions uh, or visits here? Or is it just kind of whatever? Is it up to the individual or is it on a case-by-case basis? How does that work? So when the kids are in the clinical department, since ADAC is so big, so we have clinical intervention right. and prevention, all that. Since So if they're in there, they do have to have a certain amount of sessions if they're in outpatient therapy. Okay. Um, but while they're with us in our program, we stay in contact with them for up to a year or longer if they would like. Um, you don't have to complete a certain amount of sessions. There's nothing, no requirements. It's just you come and it's everything's free. We give sure. you, you know, so. Okay. All right. Excellent. How long has this program been in place? How long has there been the YRC? A little over three history? years. Here okay. So Lufkin. I guess as far as ADAC goes, it's relatively young, right? Re- yes. Very, very um, young. Obviously there's a need for a program like this here in East Texas. Um, are there similar programs in other parts of the state? Are there other YRCs? Uh, but just with other programs in other parts of the state, or is this unique to ADAC? So, yeah, there's a need for this everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, no, we have tons of other programs around the state. Okay. We actually meet with them at least once a month or if not more to, you know, for trainings okay. over Zoom um, or just to bounce ideas back and forth, what's working for them, what's not, and vice versa. Um, and, actually, we're going to a training in about a week. We're going to get to meet in-person training out so we're going to get to meet a bunch of other yrc programs okay is that the first time you've ever got to meet in person uh, i've met them once last year a few of them but there's a lot of new programs so it'll be fun okay great um right now how many kids do you have taking part in this so right now um total on our on our caseloads we have 140 which wow. that's, that ridge is from Livingston to Nacogdoches. To oh, Lincoln. okay, okay. So, so you're not all meeting at no, once. <laughs> no, we don't all meet at once. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but on a regular basis uh, here in Lufkin, we have about 20 or more uh, right. come hang out with us that is completely voluntary. Sure. They don't have to be there. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that kind of leads into another question that I had is, do they come voluntarily or are they ordered to attend, you know, are they ordered by the court system or the juvenile probation system or whatever to do this? Or can they come on their own if they just realize or if their family realizes that they may need some help? So, um, we have a little bit of both. Um, so the kids that do go to our groups, like in Nagado, just have a group called recovery Uh one-on-one. Um, some of their probation officers do require them to go. But I've had numerous kids that come back even after they're off probation and continue to come to the group just because they enjoy it. Right. Um, but the, as far as the spot goes, it's completely voluntary. And actually, for some kids, we are allowed to do it, mark it down as community service for them, um, just come and hang out with us. Now, we refer to the spot. That's what you call this is the, this is the this spot. is where we're at. Yeah. That's the what it's called. Eight right? X spot. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. Um, in your experience working with these kids, what seems to be the biggest 
drug issue amongst kids? Is it is it marijuana? Is it uh, methamphetamine? Uh, well, what are uh, what what are we looking at as far as the youth go? So our biggest issue, of course, is marijuana. Okay, um, it's in form of these dab pens that they can pretty much get them anywhere. So you can't sell them legally here in Texas, but they can you can get them on the streets so what are they, anywhere. What is it? It's called dab pens. And it's um ninety something percent THC. And it's in a little cartridge. It looks like a vape. Okay. And they can buy them on the streets. And is that how they consume it? They yeah. it, they put it in their vape yeah. pen or whatever. And and it's they, very they easily you can hide it very easy. Okay. Um you can't really smell it as much as you would like regular marijuana right. flower. So it's very, and it's kind of just taken over. And if you get caught with these, it's actually a felony. So these kids are like risking getting in a lot sure. of trouble. Has the introduction of vaping opened up a gate for more use of things like marijuana? And I such? think so, um, because it just gets them in the habit of smoking something. It's kind of marketed in a way. Well, it's not as bad as smoking. Yeah. Also, I think, yeah. right. And I think that's kind of what they're doing with the, you know, the dab pens, the vapes, uh-huh. is that they put it in the form of a vape, of a vape, and so it doesn't look as bad as you know smoking regular weed. Right. But it's way more powerful, and you get okay. way more trouble for it. Yeah. Why is it a fel? Why is why is what is what is it about? These that makes it a felony because the THC is so concentrated. Oh, so okay. regular weed, when you smoke regular weed, it's maybe ten percent, not very much. And this is ninety percent. It almost makes it sound like it's even more dangerous than it is because um, the traditional. Well, your tolerance goes up, so you start yeah. smoking more, and I mean, nobody's in the right mind when they're high. Sure. So sure. All right. So, Sean, I kind of want to go a little bit about, uh, what is your background? Uh, are you from this area? So, no. I'm, how did you find, how did you find yourself in deep east Texas? So, I grew up in Amarillo, <clears throat> and I moved over here about a year and a half ago. Oh, so you're, you're brand new to brand east Texas. New. It's way more beautiful down here than it is up there. Well, how did you find yourself over here? So, I came over here, I kind of grew up with, uh, a guy that lives here. Okay. He's, he goes, he's a pastor at, at or church timber creek okay okay and so um i was in treatment about a year and a half ago and um needed a new start and he offered me a place to stay a new home wow. and so okay moved over here and um never left okay um do you have as far as an education background do you have something that's it specializes in what you're doing or it, you just kind of fell into this. It sounds like. So what's kind of cool is um, how I got this job is I actually came in about six months after I moved here, I came in to volunteer at ADAC and I was just on fire man, I was all about recovery. <laughs> and, right. And so uh, I was like, I want to start giving back. So I came in to volunteer and they actually offered me a job as a youth recovery coach, which was just, man, it was a God thing. And, um, and I just, I don't know. And I had, I needed no, uh, yeah. Education for it. They did all okay. the trainings here and they sent us to trainings. We have ongoing trainings, continuous sure. trainings. And, um, so no, I have no, I mean, I graduated high school and that's yeah. some college, but I mean, not okay. Nothing. Excellent. Is there anything about the, the YRC program that we haven't touched on that you want to make sure that people know about? Do you think we covered all our bases? Um, I think that, 
I guess one thing I would want to say is this program, it can be, um, I can get how parents could be skeptical of, you know, sending their kids to a place where other kids who got in trouble in the past. But what we teach here is that, you know, you don't have to be defined by your past, but you can grow through it. And um, this is a safe place to be. We, okay, you know, our parents allowed to be here with their students or you prefer, or with their kids or do you prefer them not to be? They definitely can if they want to be. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say we prefer them not to be, but I mean, the kids, they enjoy yeah. their space. Yeah. So, okay, great. And I guess um, one of the last things I want to ask, if someone's interested in this program, maybe they know somebody or they, they want to get some more information about this. How can they do that? They can call ADAC, the main office, and they can, or they can call my cell phone. Um, but either way, they can call main office or my cell phone and ask, and just we'll go through step by step on how to get involved. Do you want to get that number out? I mean, yeah. the, the, cell, uh, the cell phone number? It's 936 465 7920. Okay. And then, of course, ADAC, you can just find ADAC. You know, the, yeah, you can just the, go online, find ADAC. Find out number. the ADAC number, tell them that you're interested in getting more information on the YRC. Youth Recovery Communities. Yes, Did I get that right? All right. Uh, Sean Stewart, he's the youth recovery coach for the YRC here in the Lufkin area. Sean, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, and if you feel like you um, uh, need information regarding the Family Crisis Center, I always want to remind you we do have our toll-free 24-hour-a-day number. That's 1-800-828-7233. And be sure to subscribe to Conversations and Connections. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much any podcast service of your choice. And remember, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.